0: You're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder, although it is digital, and I did bring that up to him, okay? And he got very defensive about it. I'm T.J. Miller.
1: Hello there. I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Sam Miller of Paradise Fears discusses the foibles of doing covers.
0: I think because... We got our start from original music and touring and used covers as a supplement. That kind of helped brand us a little bit differently. We're putting original content on our site and if people are watching it and, you know, coming back to the channel because of the covers. It doesn't really matter how they found out about us.
1: We'll hear more from Sam in a little bit, including what it was like for them to be on their first national tour last year with All Time Low and The Ready Set and a bunch of other bands. We'll also hear an original song by Paradise Spears. I think you're going to dig it. Uh, Fangirl will give us a full report on the Warp Tour, which wrapped up uh, last week, I believe it was. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. Mitt Romney on Thursday accused President Barack Obama and his allies of launching personal attacks and perpetrating lies about him in TV ads. Uh, No, I didn't start with the punchline. Obama's campaign, of course, disputed the charge while trying to suppress laughter. In the interview, Romney argued that Obama keeps just running ads that various fact-checking organizations have called inaccurate. like this. If you got a business, that
2: you didn't build that.
1: Oh no wait, I'm sorry, that was a Romney ad. Uh, like this.
3: But on July 12th, President Obama quietly announced a plan to gut welfare reform.
1: Okay, well, never mind. Bad examples. Uh, Romney continued his charge, saying of the Obama campaign, they just blast ahead instead of pulling these ads off the air. I I think Mitt is running for president of the bizarro United States, or perhaps he's bizarro Obama. Like bizarro Superman. Superman's exact opposite. (laughs) Who lives in the backwards bizarro world? (laughs) Up is down, down is up. He says hello when he leaves, goodbye when he arrives. (laughs) In other news, a new Fox News survey gives President Obama a 49 to 40 percent lead over his Republican challenger amid signs that Romney's favorability ratings are falling. Last month, the same poll gave President Obama a 45 to 41 percent lead. Fox News executives have hidden all the sharp objects at the network, and volunteers are taking turns on Sean Hannity's suicide watch. Mitt Romney campaign spokesperson Andrea Saul attempted to counter an Obama ad that suggests a man's death from cancer was partially caused by Romney's Bain Capital shuttering the plant in which the gentleman worked and ending his health care. Ms. Saul tried to put to rest any suggestion that Romney might bear some responsibility by saying.
3: Obviously, it's unfortunate when anyone loses their job. Uh, This particular case was a plant that was closed years after Governor Romney left the company.
1: Okay, well, I guess that's an okay point. But um, oh, no, wait, no, no, Andrew, uh, Andrew I don't say anything else. No, 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 no. Um,
3: no. You know, if, you know, if people had been in Massachusetts under Governor Romney's health care plan, they would have had health care. No!
1: And she said that on Fox News. Romney campaign officials immediately hit all the sharp objects on the tour bus and took turns on mid suicide watch. And finally, NBC is a big winner with its Olympics coverage, says rating service Nielsen. Though the network may be barely breaking even on the games, it has had a chance to promote all of its fall lineup to an incredibly large TV audience, which should in turn provide big ratings to all of NBC's new shows. Until people actually watch them. In a recent poll, 76% of viewers approved of NBC's Olympic coverage, but that may mean that 76% of viewers approve of Whitney being preempted for the whole summer. And that's been Fake News with me. The Warp Tour is one of the biggest rock and roll tours of the summer. It just wrapped up about a week, week and a half ago. And here is Fangirl with a review. <laughs>
3: It's fan girl recently i had the opportunity to go to the vans warp store specifically the cincinnati warp store our cincinnati venue was kind of unfortunate because it's tiny it's got a really crappy amphitheater that even the bands complained about and the stages were pretty much just set up wherever there was more than three yards of space there were a couple other obnoxious things about the store the first thing is I'm not racist. I'm crowdist. That's what I'd like to call it. Well, you see someone and you can tell exactly who they're there for. You see a girl with blue hair up. Oh, she's there for blow the dance floor. You, you just know it. Um, the dress code for Warp's Tour. Everybody gets there. They're wearing their cute little outfits. They've got their purses. They've got their hair all done nice. They're going to look all hot for their favorite band member. Five minutes later, it's like, I'm going to run around in a bra and take off my shirt. Nobody's going to care. Honestly, you just see someone running around in a bra and you're like, yep, that's normal. Sounds good. You have fun there. The merchandise guys. They're pretty much just guys that wish they were in the band. So in the first hour, they're like, oh, yeah, you want a t-shirt? Go ahead. But in the last hour, they're like, okay, take the shirt and go, please. And lastly, for lame parents, there was a reverse daycare, which according to the very helpful app said that there was going to be like a tent and there was going to be chairs and all this Convenient stuff in case the parents wanted a break from the music, as they put it. Yet, apparently, my parents checked it out and it looked more like a refugee tent from some third world civil war. So instead of getting to spend time in the reverse daycare, they actually went to the VIP area because it was a lot better than hanging out somewhere that looked sadder than a daycare at a Las Vegas casino. Now, I've learned one thing. There is a big difference between a signing and a meet and greet at a signing you are rushed in there you try to talk to somebody and you're lucky if you're the one that the band member actually answers and you never know if they're going to be jerky or not because when meeting my hero he said you have pain all over your face and then when i told him that his music brought me closer to my sister he just said closer ew and i was like okay that's not what i meant by that but i'll just go However, I got a meet and greet for my other hero, and he actually ended up talking to me about marching band for 20 minutes. So you got to know the difference, and you got to rehearse what you're going to say ahead of time, or else it completely ruins the moment. Okay, until next time, this is Fangirl.
1: Paradise Fears are a sextet from South Dakota and Fangirl and I first came across them last November when we went and saw All Time Low in Louisville. All Time Low was the headliner and then the feature acts were the ready set and he is we. But uh, Paradise Fears were the very first act on, and of course, that's a tough spot to be in when you're the uh, opening act for the rest of the show, and uh, particularly tough for them when you consider it was their first national tour ever. But uh, they nailed it, and we really enjoyed them, talked to them after the show. A month later, we're back home in Cincinnati going to see the Ready set who are headlining. They are along with the Downtown Fiction and the Summer set, and when we get to the venue, we see Paradise Fears setting up their merch we couldn't have been happy. Happier to see Paradise Fears again. Uh, they smashed it again in the opening slot. And uh, if you've heard of them, you've probably seen the covers they've done of such songs as Carly Ree Jepsen's Call Me Maybe, and they do a wonderful version of the Maroon 5 slash, or uh, it's actually Adam, just Adam Levine from Maroon 5, and Jim Class Heroes' Stereo Hearts. You might have seen that on YouTube, uh, but they do a lot of great original tunes. Lead singer Sam Miller was kind enough to give us a call from the road. They were in Columbus, Ohio, doing a gig, as we say. And uh, we spoke to Sam about the group and what's in store for them for the future. And afterwards, we'll hear uh, an original track from the band. So enjoy. Us on PS Tape Recorder, it's Sam from Paradise Sphere. Sam, how's it going?
0: Not too bad, man. How are you?
1: Good, good. We've spoken a couple of times before, actually, in person. Mm hmm. Yeah, and um, you're pretty sure you're probably like, why is this old weird dude talking to me? But um,
0: <laughs> No, that is the last of the questions I'm asking myself right now.
1: Well, uh, we saw you guys uh, first when you were uh, opening for All Time Low back in November, I think it was, in, in Louisville. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and boy, that's a tough slot to be in, being like the opening, opening act.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that's, uh, that wasn't too bad. That was, only, that was only three-band bill. We played four shortly after that. where We were, we were the opening, 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 opening act. So we were the first of five. That's uh, that's a little trickier.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, you I think you were there were four more because uh, he is we and then um, oh that's right
0: he is, he is we dropped off the tour a couple of days after right after right because
1: she got sick and then uh, ready set and then uh, all time low and uh, everybody was great. That's right. Yeah, and uh, you seem to win the crowd over, uh, as, and we were pretty impressed. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. it's uh, that, that's amazing things for our band. It was very exciting. It was our first real tour. So
1: okay, so uh, being fairly new, I get to ask you all the great uh, questions you ask new bands, like uh, how did you guys get together? Were you guys all buddies in school, or did you kind of know each other from university? We the were uh, okay. Yeah, we
0: always the same. We always the same high school in a small town in South Dakota, and uh, really, I mean, when you go to a school that small, there's only there's, only a, there's a very small number of kids listening to the same kinds of music, so eventually you kind of just find your way to each other. Okay. So we all sort of socially bonded over the fact that we were the ones listening to Take Me Back Sunday and brand new and
1: Oh, okay. It's weird because our first observation, a uh, fangirl and I, who's also on our show but is taking a nap because she's mm-hmm. exhausted. Um so <laughs> we, we observed that uh, you know, it kind of looks like these guys all belong in a different band. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah we uh it's, it's it's interesting how we get that comment a lot because yeah we are we we are like six totally different social types of people yeah. but uh we make it work it's kind of it's become a gag now
1: yeah um and uh you you've also gotten a little uh some uh, heat as they say on you uh from doing uh, some of those covers on youtube and uh yeah yeah. And uh, those are really enjoyable. My only cons- my only worry of course now as a fan of Paradise Fears is I don't want you guys to become known as a you know as for the covers more so than your originals because you have some really great originals, yeah yeah so. and I
0: certainly I mean that's that's a legitimate concern. It's the kind of thing we're struggling we you know always struggle with, but I think because we got our start from original music and touring and use covers as a supplement that kind of helps brand us a little bit differently yeah and I mean, Known as a cover band or not, like we still, we're put it posting original content on our site and if people are watching it and, you know, coming back to the channel because of the covers, it doesn't really matter how they found out about us as long as, they, uh, as, long as they're there, as long as they're listening.
1: That's true. Um, oh. I, I particularly enjoyed the uh, cover of the Stereo Hearts Adam Levine track. Uh, because... Oh, thank you
0: very much. Yeah, yeah.
1: I liked that originally by them, but I'm just not a big fan of like songs that have like a great melody and then they jam a rap into it. Not to put the knock on gym class heroes or anything, but uh, yeah, really...
2: yeah, no,
0: that's definitely. Um, I think there's I think there's a tasteful way to do it. I've kind of I, I'm a big fan of spoken. I'm a fan of spoken word poetry, rap myself, um, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of songs that start out as rap and just have a song hook.
1: Yeah, I like how you guys kind of put a melody to the rap part, and uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a case where you, that and the Carly Rae Jepsen song, where you guys really made it uh, your version and not just, you know, like one of these American Thank Idol you. type we try, things. We try to
0: work hard at that, too. There yeah. are a lot of artists on YouTube that are just, you know, throwing up like a karaoke version and singing themselves over it. There's
2: right, right. truly
0: nothing, there's nothing original or artistic about that other than, you know, how they're singing it. We try to take it and really redefine the song, whether it's, Rewriting a verse, whether it's completely switching up, you know, the way that the song is performed, and uh, that's the kind of thing that we're kind of constantly striving towards.
1: Well, it's nice with those two tracks on YouTube. You can tell since they're they're really just per- performance uh, videos. They're not like you know, there's no story, but it's just you guys performing. You can kind of see the work that's going into the into the tune. In yeah, that. yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. It's a lot of uh, it, 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 there's, a, there's a lot of planning goes into them. And I'm actually at a studio right now where we're cutting two more covers for the next couple of weeks and months. Um, and yeah, and we're just, you know, trying to work really hard at making sure that it's a it's a totally different experience, so it almost feels like an original song to
1: us. Okay, but you guys are on the road a lot, uh, it seems.
0: We are, yeah. We spend very little time at home. I I haven't been home in a couple of months.
1: Um Oh, another cliche question. Where does the name come from? It's just I can't I can't seem to crack that code.
0: Oh, it was uh Yeah, we started, our band started as Paradise Fears, the Turtle, um, a terrible, terrible band name, it's okay, you can insult me, I understand, (laughs) um, and, uh, that, but that was just, you know, some stupid sophomore in high school thought that'd be a cool band name for his Taking Back Sunday cover band, so, Uh. I, uh, I called us that, and then we decided it was a dumb name, and, uh, we dropped the Turtle part of it, and became Paradise Fears, and, uh, and it's kind of stuck since then, I... And I would say, I would I would say that that's a, like, poor way to get your band's name, but very <laughs> rarely do I hear stories of bands getting their names that are any better than that. So
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you just edit it down. Writing is rewriting. So that's just that's an Yeah, exactly. There you go. How you can we improve on that?
0: Great heart is great imitation.
1: <laughs> so um, when you guys are on the road so much, I imagine writing originals is a lot more of a challenge than, uh, you know, putting your ear to a uh, cover and saying well, we could make something out of that because, you're, you know, you're playing live already and kind of are in that groove. But mm-hmm. as far as writing original, is, is
0: that a bit of a it challenge? Is, um, but uh, it also provides, I mean, it provides the life, ex- it's kind of cliche, but it provides the life experience that allows for more lyrical content. I think it, uh, This our our next record would be a totally different record if I hadn't spent the last, you know, 12, 12 to 18 months of my life spending no time at home and seeing, you know, I got to see the world for some, that I got to, yeah, it provided a lot to write about. And uh, we also so much of the time we spend on the road dedicated to writing. Like we do, we have a lot of co-writing for our next CD, um, so that you know, then you get put in a room and you're kind of forced to write a song. So, you're you're we, we we've got time to write. We've got plenty of material for our new album.
1: That's cool. So you have let me see one full album out, correct? It's kind of hard for me that's to... right. One full length, and then is there any one four song EP, standard right, type okay. of thing, and right. a couple of singles? There you go. All right. And uh, some we'll probably play one of the tracks after the interview. Um, are you guys That's cool. a, a dumb question. are you guys on a major or distributed by a major?
0: We are not. Nope. We are um, completely independent in every uh-huh. realm of yeah. our band's representation other than we do have. We signed with the agency group for booking recently. Okay. So we have a booking agent, but we have no manager and no label.
1: So you won't sue us if we play one of your songs. Is all I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> oh no!
2: Go, so, no I still don't no, know what the
1: legality. I don't know what the legality of that is. Occasionally, You'll, I mean, I've had. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, when the Ready it, Set was um, on, I played that track. I figured, well, Sony won't get too upset. We're promoting, you know, we're promoting the, exactly, song, the, the band. Exactly.
0: So. And maybe That's somewhere, cool. somewhere down the line, and like three years, there's going to be $0.10 cents worth of royalties in it for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that. Well, that's, that's the way that the, it works now, though, is that you have to tour a lot, and then when we saw you guys in, uh, pleasantly surprised, by the way, to see you in Cincinnati uh, with the Ready oh, set, yeah, we saw your merch table, and, and Fangirl and we were like, it, the, the Paradise Fear is all right. We were so excited. Yeah. And um, We got added to that tour last minute. We just happened yeah. to get along with the Ready set guys. That's what your merch gal was telling us, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So and now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, making money on the road, yeah. It's you know, and the, the the door was like like fifteen bucks, and we're supposed to get tickets from the label. My wife and I were like, "Oh, the hell with us! Just buy tickets. These guys aren't making any money." Holy yeah. crap!
0: It's so funny. It's so funny you mention that because not more than ten minutes ago, I was just having a conversation about how I have, I hesitate to use the word spoiled because I'm spoiled by the system too, or I was spoiled by the system. But how our genre of music has the cheapest tickets of any oh, genre. Oh yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, you're going to see like that Night, you were going to see five bands for fifteen dollars. Whereas if you want to go see Coldplay, you're paying like three to four hundred dollars for a really good ticket to see Coldplay. Yeah. And and that's one band.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, that is it's lot got value for even the uh, the warp tour which we just saw, which uh, Fangirl will be reviewing later on in the podcast. Um mm-hmm. thirty five bucks, we figured each one of those bands made a dollar off of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly the word, there are there are well there are like a hundred bands on work story and that's it's wild the the marketing, the marketing that goes into it is uh it's it's astonishing to me how cheap they manage to keep tickets but they know i mean i there's also you know they do studies if you if you start raising ticket prices now like if we were to start now yeah. raising ticket prices it would I mean, it would shell the number of people that would be able to come to the shows. Oh, even yeah, just totally. from
1: 15 to $20 makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I, and people get to see more shows that way. So I guess eventually you exactly. make it back. Or I, I'd be more likely to go see you guys three times a year paying 15 bucks, than once a year, camera charging 50 I might even skip a year, you know, the way bands used to do exactly, your exactly, album. Exactly, yeah. You know. Um, you'd be a, a person to ask this because we we ran into this problem at the Warp Tour. Um, is it true, I've heard this, this might be an, an urban legend in the music business, I, is it better to buy the CD from you guys, uh, well off your website obviously, but at, directly at the show? Do you make more money that way or guess you a, guys think it independent, in, doesn't matter? It
0: entirely depends on what the band's label situation is.
2: That's what I thought. Um,
0: for us, For us, it's a little better to buy it from us in person, but we make the majority of the money on our CD sales regardless of whether it's in-person, online, okay. physical, or digital. Um, whereas if it's a band that is signed to a major label, generally the CD they're selling at their live show are CDs that they have to buy from their label. Yeah. Um, so, they're, so it helps them if you buy it there, but uh, I mean a lot of them don't even sell it because if you've got to pay $7 for your own CD just to be able to sell it for $10, that doesn't, yeah. doesn't do a whole lot for you.
1: Yeah, we went to buy Ballyhoo CD at the end of the Warped Tour, and there's only like one band left, and they'd already packed up and gone home, or got, you know, gone on to the next town, yeah. so. Like, That's, That's
0: unfortunate, yeah, yeah. Warped is unfortunate. Like I, I, um, I can't imagine being on Warped Tour.
1: Um, I see these bands big. do it,
0: and you know, you've got yeah. eight-hour drives, the shows are all day, it's, yes. Just, it's mind-blowing.
1: Yes, but you're, you only play a half-hour set, so you, you know, you've just, you just hit the you know the the eight hits and then uh and then you get rested Yeah. The rest of the plenty, of time,
0: plenty of time to lounge in the hot
1: yeah. sun. There you go man. It was it was pretty brutal but uh but it was fun. Hopefully you can get on the uh the tour with All Time Low in the fall. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, we're unfortunately we're not going to be on that one. We've uh we've we're actually we're making an album.
1: Oh, great. Super. Is,
0: yeah, yeah, we've got uh, we've got recording time scheduled for September and October, so um, we're going to be we're going to be in LA when All Time Low plays in LA because a couple of those guys are going to come in and help us out on our record. But uh,
1: oh wow! Well,
0: actually, yeah, the the Somerset guys cool. are on that tour as well. Yeah, guys and girls, I should say.
1: Yeah, but yes, that's uh, what I was going to say.
0: But yeah, no, we, we're not. Uh, and then we'll be touring later in the fall after we finish the recording of our
1: album. Okay, well, uh, we misread the uh, the schedule, and we thought you were going to be in Columbus next Thursday, not this Thursday. And we, uh, we oh, yeah, we're,
0: here, we're there like in like
1: exactly. three or we already, four days. We already have stuff uh, planned, but uh, I'm sure we'll catch oh, up shoot. with you soon here in Cincinnati.
0: Most definitely, yeah, yeah. Awesome. We'll do our best to make it back that way. Great, man. I love Cincinnati. It's a great market.
1: Super. All right, well, thanks for taking the yeah, time today, easy. Sam. Of course, of course. All right, talk to you later. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Again to Sam Miller from Paradise Fears for joining us on PF's Tape Recorder. All right, as promised, I'm going to play you an original track by Paradise Fears. Uh, this was the second song in their set the two times we saw them. Uh, Sam called it the Jumping Up and Down song, which is what we referred to it as before finding out the real name of the song is Waste of Time on PF's Tape Recorder.
2: When you were giving this up, when you wanted me gone, you call me stupid, call me reckless, call me up whenever you need someone to lean on. But then. You-
1: Paradise fears Waste of Time, well hopefully this episode of PF Tape Recorder wasn't a waste of time, <laughs> I'm sorry, I occasionally get possessed by a, a horrible radio personality. All right, so anyway, PF's Tape Recorder logo designed by new daddy Dan Koble, follow him at Tiger Dactyl on Twitter, PF Tape Recorder music composed and performed by John Veropolis and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Like us on Facebook, follow me on Twitter at PF66. If you're listening to this any other way than through the Podbean website, uh, please go to pfradio.podbean.com because you'll have all the links there that are relevant to today's show, as well as a link to the site that's raising money for uh, comedian Caleb Medley. He was injured in the Colorado theater shootings a couple of weeks ago. I know this fallen out of the headlines recently, but you know, in the wake of the other horrible shooting in Wisconsin, good grief. But, you know, we need more guns, folks. That's the answer. Doesn't that make sense? If we all had guns, then we wouldn't shoot each other. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. So anyway, uh, you know, keep all the victims, of course, of all these tragedies, you know, in in your thoughts and do what you can to help them out, obviously. And let me see. I think that's going to do it. Uh, We'll try to end it on an up note here with some uh, bouncy outro theme music. Uh, As I say so long, and thanks for listening.